This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 232. The Strangers and Aliens Summer Movie Series. Alien Covenant. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and as usual, I'm here uh, to talk about stuff. And I'll do another intro later, and you'll understand why in a moment. But uh, this is just a quick drop-in. There's two things that I needed to tell you before the episode starts. Uh, Thing one is that, yeah, we're coming back with the summer movie series. What does that mean? I don't know exactly what it means. It means we're going to be using the summer movie series this summer. For this episode, the reason I brought it back was because I was nostalgic for the summer movie series. And when I had a guest come in to talk about a movie in the summer, at least uh, generally speaking, the summer movie, we've started the summer movie season with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which we will come back to. I know we didn't do an episode for Strangers and Aliens, but we will be doing one. I think the plan right now is to release around Father's Day. And if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, you know why that would be appropriate. But... Bringing in a guest, J.S. Earls, uh, got me nostalgic for the summer movie series. And so that's why I'm using the the summer movie series materials, uh, for lack of a better term. Anyway, the summer movie series is structured so that we do um, a non-spoiler discussion up front where we talk about general impressions of the film, uh, give ratings and who we recommend the film to. Then we play the spoiler organ and we'll then we dive in deep with the spoilers. The other thing is to make this happen with JS uh, Earls today. Um, I really, really wanted to, to record with him. And so there are some extenuating Skype circumstances that are happening. Uh, first world problems that I was reminded as we were trying to figure th- some things out and it works out. The conversation is great, but there are some Skype call problems. And then at the very end, the, the call was lost and unrecoverable. The transmission was lost and I don't know if that's because there were xenomorphs on his end or something like that that caused him to, you know, lose lose contact. I hope not. I'm not planning to mount a rescue mission. But anyway, just be be aware of that. And when we get to the end, it cuts off uh, fairly abruptly. Uh, but then I'll be uh, giving information that I would have asked him to give, basically saying, hey, uh, where can we find you online? So all that said, it's time for the actual episode with the actual introduction from from me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Strangers and Aliens, a podcast about faith and sci-fi and fantasy and imagination and Christianity and all that stuff. And I'm Ben, Ben Avery, here to talk about Alien Covenant. And I am not alone. I'm here with another alien fan. He's a stranger, but he likes aliens. And that's J.S. Earls. Hey. And he's also a comic book writing buddy of mine. So that's a long, long. We've known each other for a long while because of that. Having the same publisher early on in in my career anyway. I'm not sure how early that was for you. But yeah. Yep. Yep. So back back in the days of Armor Quest and Pistol Fist and Imaginaries and um, what else do you have going with, with Mike Miller at that time? You doing a lot, a lot of uh, stuff with him, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. We were doing side, and I know you were doing. Uh, I was doing the uh, 
manga Bible stuff when you were yeah, doing yeah, Zondervan. Time Flies and some of the other things over the Son of Samson and yeah. all that. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yep. And then I got, and then, um, yeah, it, right, right around that same time was when uh, he and I, it was when Mike and I started doing stuff for Ted Decker and adapting some of his books and stuff yeah. too. So, yep. Yeah. So those were, those are fun days, good days back when we were young. Full, yeah. of, full of life and vim and vinegar. and <laughs> I like vinegar, so that's good. Yeah, I like salt and vinegar yep. with, my, with my chips and fries, but yep. that's about yep. the only way. So, uh, Yeah, so we're here to talk about Alien Covenant, which I can't believe actually exists, if I can yeah. be honest. Um, so yeah. I think that's maybe where to start, because the Alien franchise is it's a franchise I would be interested in just because of the weirdness of how it worked out. Um, but I also am a fan of the franchise just because I like the, the alien movies and the, the, uh, just some of the things they do with the horror sci-fi and all that kind of thing. But, um, I'm a fan of the fast and the furious franchise simply because of the way the franchise works, just the way that they had that third movie that has nothing to do with the first two movies, but then they made it have something to do with all the movies. And it's just, it's kind of weird cobbling all together as you go along. And I love things like that. And the same with, with alien and the way that it kind of built out and then, Oh, there's a alien head and predator and okay, well, it looks like we're yeah. going to, you know, we have a, a merged universe here and then suddenly you have alien versus predator. And then, yeah. And then you get Prometheus, um, which was not a prequel, but was a prequel, you know, and, and ties into the universe, but not directly. And, but then it looks like, it totally feels like it ties in directly to the you yeah. know, the the first movie, even though it clearly does not, it's right. It, it right. could easily confuse someone who is just coming in. They just seen the first movie and they're like, "Oh, but that totally looks like the way it could have happened to lead us to that point." And yeah, but it didn't. And and Prometheus wasn't super well received. And so I, I just I, I I bring you the question: um, the franchise itself, from first movie through Prometheus. Um, what are some of the highlights and lowlights for you? But then also, what did you think of Prometheus? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with a lot of people that had really mixed feelings about Prometheus. Um, probably, you know, probably my, my biggest complaint as a writer, it would be the characters in Prometheus. Like I, I, I mainly like the main, main girl and I really didn't care that much about the rest of them. Um, and David, I mean, I did, I did like kind of like David, but like the rest of them, uh, I don't know, like they just didn't, uh, and it's funny cause I do like some of the actors and things that were in it a lot, but I re- really, uh, I didn't care that much about them. So, which, which is always bad in a horror movie. Cause then you're not as devastated when they get killed, mm-hmm. which is horrible. I mean, as Christians, we should be devastated every time someone gets killed, but but uh, yeah, I mean that was my big. But I mean, I mean visually and stuff. I mean that was Prometheus was definitely like pretty stunning. Um, I really, even though it started with the uh, weird engineer guys and everything, and supposedly like creating like the uh, life on Earth and everything. Um, but like I like I thought it was kind of cool that they um, kept into the thing with the cross and and the. Uh, the girl having the faith and everything. And I, I thought that that was an, that was an interesting um, thing to do. And the fact that she was clinging to it, like even 
with these other things like being revealed. Um, I don't know. I thought those elements were cool and, and I didn't, I guess I wasn't like a lot of the people like I'd seen so many movies with the aliens in it. Like I didn't have to see a regular xenomorph like in Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Um, like I almost wanted to see something different. So like I was fine with that part. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I had really a mixed feel. I definitely, and, and I know a lot of people were just like, I mean, even people that didn't really like that movie, like they loved the visuals so much that it kind of made them like it just because it's, the visuals were so good um, compared to a lot of the other space movies and things that were out there that it was just, I don't know. It kind of won a lot of people. Yeah. I was, I was surprised to see how many in, in here, how many of my different uh, friends and family and different things actually will say that they like Prometheus now um, when I didn't think that they really used to. And I was really, um, I know I, I sent you a thing on uh, Facebook and, and I was actually, I've been really shocked that there has been as much excitement for Covenant because of the way that uh, Prometheus was received. Yeah, yeah, um, that's that's me too. I mean, Prometheus to me, I thought was the the nail in the coffin. Like, right. we're, we're done here, and they're going to do some sort of reboot or some sort of big thing, but they're going to not connect to Prometheus again because of the way it was received. And so, if if they did anything, it wouldn't matter. You know, Prometheus right. is just kind of this one little offshoot over there, but now we're going to do Alien 5, or we're going to do right. Alien 3 boot, or something like that, right. where it's yeah. it's like, let's forget Alien 3 and 4, and let's just move on, and and I was expecting that, which is, there, there was rumblings about that, but I didn't, I never expected them to do a direct sequel to Prometheus, and then... You know what you're saying is pretty much mirrors my feelings about Prometheus. The the visuals make it very very watchable. Um, yes, there's there's lots of problems with the way characters did things and the decisions characters made, and you know all all there's every complaint that's out there. Usually, it's it's going to have some basis in 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 something that everyone can admit to. You know, even if you love the movie, you can admit right. they that oh, yeah. character would have never done that. You know that kind of thing. Um, right. But I like the movie, especially the visuals and the music. Uh, the, yeah. the music I love because it was, it felt like it was kind of echoing the original Jerry Goldsmith Aliens right, music right. without aping yeah. it. But right. then, <laughs> just we're not getting to Covenant yet. But the music in Covenant, they are taking themes from both Alien and Prometheus and and putting them yeah. together and weaving them together and. Um, I haven't gotten the soundtrack yet, but that's going to be, that's going to get in my writer's rotation for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So as far as the franchise itself for you though, um, what, let's just stick with highlights right now. Let's, let's not bother with lowlights. I mean, the lowlights are, are, it's it's easy, easy. What do you like about the alien franchise? What are your maybe favorite moments, favorite movies? And, and why do you like the alien franchise? Yeah, I would, I would say, and it's funny because I was just joking around with some people because I know it's almost like the, uh, uh, it's almost like the politically correct thing to say that you like Alien, the first one better than the second <laughs> one. Yeah. But I, but I honestly like, and and there are a lot of things I really appreciate about the first one with, you know, it just, I mean, the way it kind of like pushed boundaries and did different things and s- cinematography wise and 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 just so many different things like that. But I mean. As a whole, I I definitely liked Aliens better, and I liked 
I don't know. I I guess I guess too with like uh, with aliens. Uh, I don't know. Like I I like like it. I love um, stories where it's kind of insurmountable odds, and and it just that one just because there are so many of the aliens and then they're trying to survive and then and then you bring Newt into it, the little girl and. And the fact that like like Ripley was really able to like fight back and, mm-hmm. and like burn all the eggs and do all that stuff and and it wasn't just like you know whatever just defeating alien or whatever but just like there were so many like different ways that that she could actually fight back it felt it felt like more than a than a horror movie to me like you know it really felt like a just a, a great sci-fi movie and. Um, even though there there were those elements, but and and the characters were so great. I mean, that's I, I did. I mean, like I wish they could do some more movies like that where where so many of the characters are so well defined and and so good, and they just ha- you know have all these different elements to them the way that the way that they did in that movie. Because um, just that man, it's just uh, like all the characters, even even the ones that only had like a little scene here or there, they were just so well done and you knew who mm-hmm. they were yeah. and how they acted and and it's just you know and that's i mean i don't think i've seen like since then where they've had so many um things like that um and i, I like that i i definitely for me personally i do kind of like an ensemble uh better generally speaking um than a lot of the other stuff where it's just kind of one person against them or or whatever. So I mean, there's stuff about that I, I really appreciated. I will say too, and I I don't know why. I, I where um, I didn't really like Alien Three that much. I do know some people that really do. Um, and it was definitely it's definitely one of those things because I saw that in the theater, and I remember that my friend and I were so ticked off the whole movie <laughs> about them killing killing Hicks and Newt that it was really hard for us to enjoy the movie. And um, and then I did see it again later, and I still, it's like, it's a good movie. Um, I will say, um, like, Aliens versus Predator aside, I mean, there's definitely, I, I feel like that there's a fairly high standard with the Alien movies. Um, you know, they, I mean, they all, I don't know, it seems like they all have a certain kind of level of standard, you know, whether, whether it's the cinematography or special effects or or, um, you know, just different things. Like, I, I don't know. It just seem, They seem like that they... It's a higher standard than a lot of the other, like, horror movies and and uh, even a lot of the other sci-fi movies. And uh, I don't know. And I like the characters. But I will say, I, I actually... There, there are elements in uh, Alien Resurrection that I actually really liked a lot. Um, I actually... I thought... <laughs> I thought, and I guess it's maybe because of like superheroes or whatever, but I totally <laughs> liked, I totally liked Ripley having that, that clone of Ripley having, um, you know, her DNA mixed with the, with the xenomorph. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, for me, that felt like kind of a natural, you know, this is, this is kind of a cool way to keep it going and keep it growing and, and, uh, and, you know, I don't know. And I, I liked, I liked some of the characters in that and I liked the, the Android in that. I, I thought she's definitely interesting compared to some of the other androids that have been in the, uh, in this series. And, um, I don't know, there were, there were elements of that I really liked. I liked seeing the aliens underwater and, um, and, and there were different, there were definitely different elements of, 
resurrection that I actually enjoyed more than a lot of people I know. And um, my only thing was the was the baby alien at the end. It was uh, almost too disgusting to look at. <laughs> that, that was that was kind of like the it was definitely kind of like a dud at the end of the movie for me because I'm just like ah oh, like I don't even want to look at that thing. It's so disgusting. But um, although but that might have been the point. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but I, you know, I I don't know. Like, I actually liked that um, better than some other people. And I I tend to put it um, above Aliens 3 for me. And and I've seen a lot of people that still kind of put it below Alien 3 for for them. But I don't know. There were were definitely different elements of it that I liked. And I guess, you know, maybe some of it is just being a writer and... And wanting to see things like change and grow and kind of explore mm-hmm. um, different things like that. And, and uh, you know, I and, and, and it's funny because the more I look at these things, it it reminds me. And I, and I don't know how much I know Joss Whedon helped write that one and different people have helped write in the different uh, movies. But I, I almost wonder, like, when they've done different things like that, uh, if they're not exploring kind of like what it means to be you know, an alien, like just like the concept of that, you know, I, I don't know, just, just like being a clone, you know, yeah. and feeling, you know, that, I don't know, alienated and different things and feeling kind of like an outsider or like what, you know, I, I almost feel like they're doing that. And, and I almost feel like that they're kind of I think they've kind of done that um, on and off with the uh, dealing with the androids and stuff like that throughout a lot of them. Um and they definitely did that in Covenant. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> they they hit the nail on the head in, in Covenant. Yeah, right? um, yeah. I the thing about the franchise for me, what I one of the things I really appreciate about it is they're all different movies. You know, they right. Looking at those first four Alien movies, and then you brought in out. I mean, the franchise itself now really does include Prometheus and and predator. Right. And, and that's the way that it's, it's handled in the, with dark horse is that those, mm-hmm. those three properties go together and you might have a predator comic with no aliens in it, but it's part of that bigger, broader predator franchise. That is a part of the alien right. franchise. And you know, they, they didn't start out that way. They just kind of, you know, merged together into this blob of a franchise. Um, now pre Prometheus was intended to be a part of the alien franchise, but, um, you know, the first Alien movie, we, I mean, we've talked about it. We have a whole episode about it that we did a crossover with Sci-Fi Christian. Um, right. And and uh, we talked about, you know, just the, the Alien franchise. But the first movie is a haunted house. And it's all about right. fear. And it's about, I mean, there's there's elements of, you know, sexual fear and, and sexual violence. Right. But then there's also elements of just um, fear and, and survival and that kind of thing. Right. And then you have the second movie, which is a war movie. And... You know, yeah. it's platoon in space kind of thing, and uh, right, and right. those two movies. You look at those, and you can tell that they're successes because of all the imitators that came along. But then oh, you yeah. you mentioned the the whole um, the quality of the filmmaking and the creature design and the sci fi universe that they're creating. And you look at any in imitators there. I don't yeah. know how many imitators even can come close to that without becoming yeah. something that's not just an imitation. You know that there's something uh, new right. and, and different, and so you're right. Though I mean, all four of those original movies, there is a high level of of budget, <laughs> and, right? And that 
and world building and, you know, the lived in universe, the, uh, yeah. and, and that, and, you know, the third movie is basically a prison movie, but it's also got these religious right. elements to it. The fourth movie, I don't know, is, is easy to categorize. Um, but I do consider it a, a precursor to the, the Firefly um, franchise itself. Yeah. You know, you, you, yeah. Joss Whedon says, yeah. uh, he says that there's no, there's no connection uh, in his mind when he was, you know, it wasn't like he was doing a first draft of that crew that ended up right. being fired Firefly. I think he's lying through his teeth. I think it was a first draft of where he's just coming to Firefly and saying, okay, I got these characters now and they're just in him, you know, but right. those, those characters feel like uh, the Serenity crew. Uh, not right. not there's not necessarily a one to one for each character, but right they they are of a kind for sure. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a Josh Whedon film, and and even if he was doing it, you know, subconsciously, I mean, it definitely that there are definitely some parallels there. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, the franchise itself just that element is is interesting and unique. Um, then the, the ideas that they explore in different ways, and they're not necessarily easy ideas to explore and they don't always explore it in a way um, or, or explore, you know, the answers that I would have want to explore as far as, right. you know, the worldview that comes out of the creators. And, you know, especially that first one with, you know, the very, very high influence from, from HR Giger. Uh, the second one, you know, he, his designs are still there, but it's not, it's not him, you know, actually right. bringing, bringing a skull from his own collection or whatever to right. put into the creature. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there, there are those things that it makes it sometimes difficult to watch. I, I mentioned this before, too. The Alien franchise is the only f- series of movies that um, gave me nightmares. Like, I, yeah. I have never had a nightmare about any specific movie except for the Alien movies. Um, and it happened once when I was in high school, it happened uh, once when I was in college, and then it happened once um, I had a, a nightmare with, you, with aliens in it um, after I was married. And that's the it's the only franchise. It's, it's, so to me, that that tells me it's clearly hitting some sort of um, some sort of uh, primal instinct or something right. <laughs> within us. Yeah, and yeah. and I don't know if it's the design or if it's the the horror of the you know, the actual story in the movie. Um, but there's something, there's something to it. And, uh, you know, a lot of the themes are just the classic horror movie themes of, of um, survival and death and sex, you know, right. not, not to put too fine a point on things. And so that's, that's the franchise itself. But then you get into Prometheus and, and uh, Ridley Scott, he's, he was trying to say something new, I think, for himself, not necessarily new to right. science fiction, but but for him himself, and then getting into Alien Covenant, you know, it's clear he was wanting to continue that train of thought, and he was going to do whatever it took to continue that train of thought, even if it meant, okay, we're going to tie in more directly with Alien, and we're going to use right. the word Alien instead of calling it Paradise Lost, which was the plan. So it'd be Prometheus, right. and just tying in with that again the the mythological um, classic mythology. Uh, but getting into the, you know, with Paradise Lost, which is the, you know, that epic poem where Prometheus is Greek mythology and, and just continuing with looking back at classic art uh, like like David, you know. Right. And, yeah, um, yeah. and again, just, yeah, it feels like with the Alien Covenant, they, they're very clear about what they're referencing and they want you to, they want to make sure the back rows catch it, you know, they're. Right. And yeah. so we'll we'll get into some of the details, but we're not going to spoil anything right now with with Alien Covenant, but we are going to give some some brief uh 
brief overview of our thoughts and, and things about the, the movie and, and give it our rating and say who we recommend it to. And then we'll play the spoiler organ and we will spoil it completely as we look into the plot and the style and the themes and the, the characters themselves. So, so I guess bring it to alien covenant, then what's your initial reaction um, as far as liking it, disliking it. Um, and then maybe some vague <laughs> spoiler free uh, thoughts about why. Yeah, I mean, because I'm very we'll curious. I'm super curious. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I re- I I really really liked it a lot. Um, yeah, there's a uh, I don't know. I feel like that there's a little something missing that um, that I don't know. Just totally didn't bring it home for me but i actually did i like i really um i really enjoyed it a lot and 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 not even just from like a movie going standpoint but also from like i i know you've done like a a lot of screenwriting and i've done some screenwriting and there's like so many things that i think they did well with the screenwriting in it that i i kind of it like ticked a lot of boxes for me of um either things you know that that i like or think think you know, people should do or whatever. Um, but I don't know, like it just did, it did so many things. Well, like, and, and I love it when, when themes like really run throughout the whole thing. Um, doesn't always have to be nail on the head or whatever, but like, I, I kind of almost felt like there were like, Oh, I don't know. I feel like there was a few themes actually like running through this, um, in different ways. And, and I just felt like they, they, it's great when they kind of keep re, re uh, enforcing those things, and mm-hmm. but doing it with different characters and stuff. And I, and uh, I just felt like that there were so many things like that that were done well. Um, I even uh, I, I don't know, like I, there were there were things where they definitely did things somewhat differently than what you would expect with the normal kind of horror trope or things that they've done before. Um, and, uh, I don't know, like I, overall, I really liked it. I did like, uh, I generally liked the music. There was a couple times when I actually felt like the music kind of pulled me out of it. Um, but generally like, I really liked the music and loved the visuals. I thought the visuals were very well done. Um, I thought that, you know, wherever it was on the ship or the planet or whatever, like I, I, I just really kind of felt like I was there. Like I, I thought they did a really good job with that. Um, I don't know. There's, there's so much, um, stuff like that. Uh, I don't, I'm trying, I'm trying not to <laughs> try not to <laughs> yeah. bring up anything yeah. that, that gets into, uh, other, other stuff. Um, the, the, the spoiler level. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, generally like I really, I, I really liked it overall. I did. I did too. I, I like, like I've already mentioned the music. Um, Jerry Goldsmith to me is one of the greatest, composers for film and Star Trek, the motion picture and alien are for me two of the, two of my favorite soundtracks of yeah. all time. And yeah. so when I was listening and, and watching and that's the one thing I, I that's the one thing I kind of throw at this movie is to say they were making it very, very evident that they wanted to tap back into that original alien vibe right and part of that bringing back the music i really appreciated but part of it 
you know, in the first Alien movie, when the the letters start appearing, and I can't remember if it was just in the trailer or if they did this in the movie. I'm pretty sure they did in the movie where the uh, you know the vertical lines would appear, right? And yeah. then uh, you know one at a time, and then the horizontal lines would would join in, and right. they did that with the opening credits as the movie is starting, and they you know they have you know produced by and starring right. and written by. They did that right. with every single credit. It's like remember, right, yeah. remember, Alien. Right. Well, you're like, gonna. Uh, we, we're doing it big time here, you know, and quite yeah. and, and a lot of it. Um, and, and the other thing that I would kind of just say is kind of a, was maybe disappointing to me. Um, and I'm hoping this it doesn't spoil too much because it's not going to be about specifics. But it felt like some of the people who you know critique and and complain about um the force awakens being basically just a remake of star wars with extra right. you know stuff this kind of felt a little bit like that there were elements where as i'm watching i'm like oh they ticked that box because remember this you, you liked it the first time around you're gonna like it again right. and right. it just it, i i couldn't decide is this loving tribute to what they had done before or is this you know well, people, we did this before, and they, they're going to like it now. And it wasn't just the first Alien movie. There were things where it was from, you know, the second one, too, where it's just, oh, remember this from the that other Alien movie you liked? <laughs> You're right. going to like it again. <laughs> and, um, yeah. But there was enough new, plus the, the visuals are just, yeah. they were just gorgeous. Um, you know, some of the, I, I'm not sure how much was practical as far as the world that they were on, if they were, like, you know, filming it in... Um, you know, some redwood forest or something like that, or right. or where they yeah. were. But oh my goodness, they were! It was a beautiful world that they created. And then uh, when you get into Act Two, and they visit another part of this world, and it's just oh wow, this is really interesting. And you're wondering how did things get the way that they got in this world? And um, and then yeah, and so the, there was for me there was moments of horror, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a horror movie. Uh, just, yeah, it, but there was definitely, there's moments of horror. And then there was also, um, uh, a, a mystery. I mean, there's a giant mystery of what is this world is too good to be true. Right. Why, you know, and of course you're coming to a movie called alien, you know, part of why, <laughs> but then yeah. the other question is, okay, so how, you know, and, right. yep. and that's another thing that I really appreciate about writing and about good writing is that you may know the what and you may know, you know, what's going to happen even. Right. The question is, how do we get there and how did we how did we get here and how are we getting there? And so for this movie, there's a lot of the how. How are they going to get out of this situation and yep. how are things going to escalate? Because, you know, they will. And right. so that's some things I appreciated about it, but it wasn't perfect. That's the other thing, you know, with Prometheus, it wasn't perfect. This is closer to perfect than Prometheus, right, yeah. um, but it wasn't perfect. And so like, I guess that kind of leads us into our, our ratings, like uh, from one to five, what would you give alien covenant? Uh, and maybe we could even do two ratings. I don't know, but uh, like, how does it rate as an alien movie? And how does it rate as just a movie? I don't know if that yeah. makes sense to do, but uh, um. um. Is five five's the best, right? Yeah, five is best. Um, you know, I would probably give it. I would, for me, I would say a four. Uh, for 
uh, just an overall movie, and I'd say a three for an alien movie. Okay, and I'm I'm pretty close. I'm I'm giving it like a four point two five because it's <laughs> it, it, it was good, you know. Uh, yeah. And, and then as far as like a how how good is it as an alien movie? I give it like a three point five maybe or, or maybe yeah a, maybe a little bit more than that, but because I was trying to rank them in my head, and most people say. You know, Alien and Aliens, they, they fight for first place. And, and for right. some people, it's very clear it's one or the other. But it's always right. one or the other is first, and then whatever is left out gets second. And then you get Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, and those are fighting for, for third and fourth place. You know, right. and, and then you throw in Alien versus Predator, those two, and they're fighting for fifth and sixth place. You know? and, uh, um, oh, I, I know which one of the Aliens vs. Predator is my lowest. <laughs> well, which one is? The second one, okay. by far. By far, it's such a bad movie. <laughs> but it's a different kind of bad movie than Alien vs. Predator, the first one, because that first one, it's just a glossy right. uh, shoot em up G- bad movie. Yeah, it's, it's almost a G-rated Predator-Alien yeah, yeah. movie. And then the the second one is bad, but it's it's a, you know, we're going to try really hard to not be PG-13 bad. And, yeah, yeah, um, right. You know, and you know when they start off killing a dog. Yeah. You know, you don't do that in a horror movie. Um, you kill children before you kill dogs in horror movies. And for some reason... Well, well they, but, they did that in Alien 3. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they did. And they also <laughs> killed off children in Alien 3, too. So, yeah. Of course, yeah. that was off screen. Uh, and I agree with you. I, I didn't see Alien 3 in the theater. I saw Resurrection. That was the first one I saw in the theater. But uh, Alien 3, that was when we were really excited to rent. And so one of my, uh, one of the weekends that we got together, I, you know, I, I would walk home from school with my friends and then we'd do role-playing games, Doritos, pizza, Mountain Dew, and a movie. And I remember Alien 3 was our movie for that, that weekend. And it was just kind of a, I don't know if we like this or not. Yeah. (laughs) Do we, do we like this? Well, at least we still have aliens, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but now I I was just going to say, I mean, for me too, just like with us rating, you know, how alien is the movie, like I'm, I'm fine with it not being like, cause I, I don't want the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm fine with it not being that, like, I do want it to, to grow and them to explore other things. So, I mean, for me, like, I, I, I like, I like that. I know a lot of people, they want, they like, you know, what they like and, they like to eat the same food all the time and do all the same things. Yeah, and, you're and talking just, about me right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, but I, I like, I want, I want like the, the, the series and the franchise to kind of grow and, and go in like at least slightly newer directions. Yeah. So I like, I'm fine with that. I just wanted to say, like, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Like, I, I think that, I think that could be a very good thing. I think it usually is a good thing, you know, not to just give you the same thing over and over and over again, but to take that same thing, maybe take that same thing and, and explore different angles, which I feel like that's what they were doing with Aliens and Alien 3, you know, and Alien Resurrection. Right. They were trying really hard with those four movies to explore the things you like, you know, just this unstoppable force, this thing. Right. And so with Alien 3, it was, we're going to stop this unstoppable force. We have no weapons. Right. You know, and, and so they are trapped with it in a prison they can't get out of the building you know and so what what does that mean and how does that look and on paper just saying what i just said 
that's a great starting point. Now, oh, where yeah. you know where they take it is is another issue. And the same with Alien Resurrection. You know, um, okay, Ripley's dead. So what do we do? Well, we really even people like Sigourney Weaver. So what if she's a clone and she's actually you know has alien DNA in her? And what if that? So now she's got this kind of mothering instinct uh, with right. these other aliens. You know, and it's they're exploring interesting things. Now, when they explore those interesting things, maybe it hits and maybe it doesn't. But right. um, but with Alien Covenant here, you know, they they're exploring different things and they're just it's just all these callbacks. And that's so I appreciate the, the different and I appreciate the new. And we'll get into those right. themes and the spoiler side of the, the, the conversation. But um, it's all these callbacks that you just, uh, well, OK, you know, I, yep. they, they, they know that they have to cater to an audience that's very fickle. You know, they, yep. they know they have to cater to an audience so that they can have a blockbuster so they can get another one. And, yeah. you know, in, in this case, they were up against, what, the third or fourth week of Guardians of the Galaxy. And and box office took it. I mean, they they took the number one spot. Yeah. But, but even then, they're still talking about it. It didn't perform as well because of Prometheus. But it performed better than they thought it would because of Prometheus. It's this weird kind of par- yeah. paradox going on. So. Yep. So I don't know where I would place this in in the line of of uh, of alien movies, um, but it would probably be around slot three, I think. Yeah, um, that's that's what I would say too. Yeah. And on and I've seen a lot of other people, and and that's what they were saying too. A lot of people have given it like the third spot. Yeah, and then Prometheus would take the fourth spot spot, and then those other movies they can fight for those other ones that I was talking <laughs> about. You know, and I mean. And we're not going to throw in any Predator movies into the ranking here. And we're not going to throw in Blade Runner, uh, which (laughs) I there's long. It's been a long time that I've um, wanted to do a blog series. That's just weird sequels, you know, sequels to movies you didn't realize were sequels. And and one of them is how Alien and Blade Runner and Soldier with Kurt Russell, you know, they're all kind of tied in together with where they reference um each other generally speaking it's the right. referencing backward you know so blade right, runner yeah. you know when you get into um you know soldier it's it's the screenwriter of soldier worked on blade runner and and that's what ties it into um be able to tie into alien as well but uh, he right. he makes specific references to, to things in the in the screenplay and um it's clear you know he's he's referencing a better movie <laughs> and, <laughs> um but i put it on the shelf with the other alien and predator movies and blade runner, they're all together because in my mind now it's all this one big world and and it works. You know, there's nothing. Well, we can talk later in in specifics about if there is anything that contradicts the other movies from, from this movie, but yeah. So who do you recommend this movie to? Um, small children. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no. Right before no. they go to sleep. Um, so they can have uh, nightmares just like Ben Avery. Yeah. Um, actually, it... you know, uh, I, you know, I was, I was kind of, we had like a really wide range uh, in the theater I went to. And actually I know that some of the people, including my buddy that saw it with me, uh, was not really into those kinds of movies, but like, um, everybody really seemed to enjoy it. Um, definitely. I mean, it's mostly males in our theater. Um, but, uh, I mean, we had, we had some, 
I, I, I don't know. Probably, I guess it's rated R. So some of the teenagers that were in there probably should not have been in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we had a few teenagers that were in there, and then we had people in their 40s and 50s and 30s. And I, I don't know. Like it seemed, everybody genuinely like seemed to like it, and I, and and people were like saying like, yeah, that was pretty cool or whatever. And um, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it, it depends on if you're into um, those kinds of of things. And I mean. I think people that like just general um, sci-fi um, movies and stuff too that are you know that can tolerate some of the mm-hmm. you know if there's some kind of graphic stuff or some kind of terrifying uh, scenes or something. Um, it, but I mean, just because it is like it, yeah, it just feels so much like a sci-fi movie more than more than a horror movie for me. So it. It's even though it definitely, I mean, when it goes there, it definitely goes there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Definitely, I would, you know, I, I would say, see, that's thing too. Like, I don't know, like, what I say, horror fans, I, I don't know. I don't know that if, if it's enough for general horror fans to really, to really like that and appreciate that. Cause there's, yeah, it definitely explores some themes and there's a lot of talking and, and, and other <laughs> yeah. things. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I would definitely say, yeah, definitely sci-fi fans that can tolerate that stuff. And, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously the older the better. Yeah, this is where I bring up the, the rating for sure because um, it, it is rated R. And it's it's a it's, it's not a constant barrage of right. violence. But the violence that does happen is uh, a lot of times very, very uh, quick, unexpected, yeah. um, and, and graphic. And there are certain violent events that you see the beginning and you see the results. You don't see the middle, right. um, but it does not, it, it does not hesitate to um, show the results uh, and, right. and the consequences of this, the, the violence and the um, yeah. And then along with that, it, there's also some sexuality in it. And um, it's, there is, very close to graphic nudity. It's about as close right. as you can get without going right. there. Um, right. I mean, I, I've seen people in clothes who are showing off more skin than they show in this movie uh, right. and, and showing off more details of their body. Um, right. But be aware of that as, as well. Um, there's one scene I was surprised. It was at the very, very end um, where it's just yeah. like, whoa, yeah. oh, uh, okay. <laughs> they didn't quite get there, but it's a silhouette of a woman's body that's, that's, very clear silhouette um which right. is, i guess a silhouette is not clear um but <laughs> you get what i mean uh and so be be aware of that i definitely think this earns the r and i, I definitely think is not for younger viewers um so you know as if you're listening to this and you're a parent and you've got you know a teenage viewer or something that you you know what they can handle and you know what they can um what you want them to handle <laughs> so right. be, be aware of those things um but again, I, I agree with you about it being just it's a sci fi movie more than a, a horror movie. And as much as they say we're going back to that original alien vibe and they do as far as like the haunted house idea, um, it's more right. It's not so much the haunted house, but there is is definitely, you know, horror happening in these the place where they are and uh, they have to look out for it, you know, um, yep. but it. it I, th- I think, yeah, uh, if you like uh, thoughtful sci-fi, this goes there and gives you things to think about. 
Um, but you need to be aware that you need to, you're going to be handling some, some pretty strong violence and, and some pretty strong images of the aftermath of violence. Yep. So, all right. At this point, then, if you um, have not seen the movie, you can either continue listening and hear all about it, or you can turn this off, go watch the movie or not, and and then listen to the, the rest of this. And yeah, but that's, that's our spoiler-free, as much as possible, um, conversation about... Uh, the franchise and the the movie. And now we're going to play the spoiler organ and we are going to spoil this movie as we talk about some of the ideas and the story and, and all that. Spoilers. 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 Okay, so here's my first question for you. Elizabeth Shaw, were you angry that they nuded her? And when I say nuded, I mean nuted. They killed her off the same way they killed off Newt and Hicks Hicks. in Alien 3. (laughs) Off screen, she is a presence, just like Newt and Hicks were, but she's dead. She spent the whole movie of Prometheus being that survivor... And then she's dead. I was disappointed. I, I will fully admit I was disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I was, yeah, I was half expecting her to make an appearance alive in this movie. Um, I think with where they went with David, it makes sense yes. uh, that she would be dead. Uh, and that, and yeah. And when you see, uh, I guess, I don't know what he did to her or whatever. Like you, yeah, I, that to me, that was one of the more, uh, visceral scenes that kind of really hit me, mm-hmm. um, was like seeing that he, what he did to her, even though he liked her. And it's like, it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's definitely the, uh, kind of sick and twisted villain that I enjoy <laughs> for, for having a, <laughs> Uh, uh, to, to go against. I mean, he's definitely, uh, definitely something is not right in his head, um, with the way that he's, um, gone and decided to go. And, and, and I genuinely, I do think like that he, he likes her, that he, that he generally, you know, in some ways liked her because, um, she definitely was the, from what they showed, she was definitely one of the nicest ones that he's ever, you know, humans yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah. Well, and, and with that, there was a, apparently they had some cut scenes where she would have been seen. And I don't know if it would have been up front in the movie or if it would have been part of the flashback when he's talking about, um, you know, how they got there and everything. But I, I did watch those after the movie. And there was another, there was a, there's another scene that got cut. That's the James Franco scenes, which. Right. Like, he's just he does nothing in this movie <laughs> except yeah. for burn. But, uh, yeah. sh- they show her, you know, repairing him and they show a little conversation that he has with her. And, and you know, the, you see the kindness that she shows toward him and, right. and you see him, you know, have some affection, uh, toward her. Uh, but then you see that he's, a, she, she was part of the experiment. She was the, uh, the mother that he needed for his children that he wants right. to create and it's terrible. And so unlike Hicks and Newt, that's the one good thing 
right. is that it served the story where Hicks and Newt served the story yeah. because what are we going to do with them? Right. I really feel like that's what they were. I don't, I don't think it had anything to do with the actor or the actress who played Hicks and Newt. I think it was all about, okay, if this is where we're going to go with the story, what are we going to do with those two characters? And, yeah. And, and that's the only thing they could do was, was kill them off. But with Elizabeth Shaw, it made sense. You know, it's all about him and kind of, you know, getting that paradise lost idea. If you look at him as kind of a Lucifer figure, uh, who's right. rebelling against his creator oh, definitely. and, and, you know, he's, this is his fall from grace. He's just this, it's a very long drawn out fall from grace <laughs> I right. think, as right. he's kind of fur- going further and further uh, away from his programming and further and further away um, from being a whole creature. I mean, he's, he's clearly losing things. He's losing memory. He's losing morality. Um, but he was losing it in the beginning and that just in that first scene, which oh, yeah. I, I was very pleased to see. Uh, oh, what's his name? The, the creator. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Uh, um, I mean, it's, it's uh Wayland, but, uh, um, uh, the actor, I can't remember the actor's name now. <laughs> memento you know (laughs) yeah i know and it was in the the time machine movie they made oh my goodness you mean planet of the apes part half yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was honestly that time machine movie was a planet of the apes movie Uh, the only thing it was missing was a little more apish makeup but it still got really really close yeah so just I always every time I see him I always think of that because I think that was the first movie I saw him in was that time <laughs> Forgot all about movie. that that he was in there and then and then after that and then after that I it was when I saw Memento and stuff but uh, yeah yeah and and Prometheus but in Prometheus he's in old yeah. age makeup the whole time and oh, yeah. so here it actually kind of makes sense I I always assume there was just some cut scenes where he was young in Prometheus. Right. But this is why I think Ridley Scott, he had his planned trilogy from Prometheus, but they would have been a Prometheus trilogy dealing with all right. the engineers stuff. And, right. and so here we get, you know, this alien covenant where you can see this. These are all the things he wanted to do. He wanted to explore David and explore how he is relating to his creator and how he is going beyond that relationship and, and trying to overcome the, the idea that he can't be a parent and he can't create someone, um, you know, who is better than him, his, but his creator did, you know, and, and it's interesting because it's all about um, evolution to something better or, right. um, you know, becoming greater than your parent. You know, which right. is, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, that's a huge tension that we all try not to have maybe, but, but have where, yeah. you know, this is where the way my parents were, I never want to be like that. Um, whether it's, you know, yep. social standing or whether it's, you know, addiction that maybe parents have or something, but it's always, I'm going to be better than that. And sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. And here he's, yep. he's going to be better, but he's not, you know? He's better I, in one yeah. way. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, at least Elizabeth Shaw died for a, a, a reason that served character choices and didn't just serve um, what story we're going to tell. And we have these elements. We, we just got to get rid of them. Just wipe the board clean. So that I appreciated yeah. that. I, I did. I mean, honestly, I kind of, 
especially since they've done that. I don't know. Just so many. I guess I don't know. I guess they really haven't done it that much with the alien movie. But um, I guess I'm thinking of like Alien vs Predator and some of the other ones. It's like it always seems like they kill off early. They get rid of the main star and then they start with a new one or whatever. So uh-huh. I, I kind I kind of hated it for that. Like I almost wish they would have stuck with Shaw for you know another movie or something and and done a little bit more of her story and I um I don't know. Like I. I well, it, it's it's the choice between whose story are we following? Are we following Elizabeth Shaw's story or are we following David's story? And we yeah. we start the movie not realizing that we're following David's story. That's what the movie becomes right. is David's oh, story, yeah. especially once you get to the, the end of the film. Uh, but, uh, you know, up until then, we thought it was Daniel's story You uh, with her. You know, she's the new Ripley and she's the survivor and she's, you know, she's the one who's kind of in between all of everybody who's around her and she's got plot immunity. She's not going to get killed because she, like I said, she's the Ripley. Um, but I think they were trying to do a psycho thing where, you know, let's kill off our biggest name with right. James Franco. Right. And <laughs> in, in that scene that they cut, it's about six minutes of them celebrating and uh, the captain right. of the ship. He is sick. And right. so he's wearing this blanket and that photo that they show of him uh, right before they go into cryosleep. He, he's the first one who goes into cryosleep, and then they have their celebration before they all go in. He wants to go go to sleep because he's feeling sick. And he actually right. says, man, I'm just burning up. <laughs> just, maybe it's good that they took the scene out. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> he, he, he's in this movie to be in you know pictures and, and you know Skype videos that were saved and it's just, wow, James Franco. Okay. Uh, it would have been more impactful if he had been able to be in that scene and then die. But Uh, I mean, it worked the way it happened. It was just kind of oddball that it was, it was James Franco and yeah. Yeah. So, and he's the first one to die because the accident is going to take them to the planet. Um, because they, there's they they can continue on and, and hopefully get repaired, uh, in time to be able to, get to where they're going in seven years or they can go to this place. It's going to take them seven days. And right. And so that's what they choose. Yeah. So. And I thought honestly, like that was to, for me, that was the beginning of one of the themes of the movie for me kind of was, uh, not just, I mean, I think obviously it's kind of like taking the easier road or whatever, but my, like, I felt like one of the themes of the movie was like, um, being led by your fears um, hmm. instead of like what, you know, is true or right. Um, that, you know, even with the, the, the one lady that locked the other one in the, in the, in the med oh, man. bay with the other, I mean, she was totally led by her fear and just, and, and with the way that she, uh, did that. And like so many of the other ones and even like the, uh, Tennessee, like with his wife, I mean, he was totally being led by his fear and just throwing of, of losing his wife or whatever was happening to his wife and, and just throwing away all of his other responsibility um, and all the other, you know, thousands of people and everything they had on board. Yeah. Um, and there, there were so many things like that where I felt like, I, I don't know, which is kind of weird, but I, but I appreciated it because it seemed like it was a theme that kept being kind of, kind of reinforced where people were doing that. And I don't even know if it's really considered a theme, but it definitely, like there were so many people that were 
that kind of gave into their fear. And, and it probably goes along with what you're saying about how it, um, the franchise as a whole tends to like kind of explore fear and, and stuff. But, um, there were a lot of people that, um, I, I was like, kind of just thought like just being misled by fear and just like, you know, just, just totally doing, you know, pretty much the opposite of what they should be doing. Um, and the choices that they knew. Yeah. Yeah. But you say that as a bad thing it, and it is in a lot of those situations you're talking about, but then they have that conversation about, um, you know, they show the James Franco, who is the captain of the ship, free, right. free climbing a cliff. And right. there's a buddy behind him who almost falls. And I, I don't know who, who that buddy was. But uh, when there's a conversation later on, uh, the guy who takes over as captain, I can't remember his name. But um, yeah, he he says, I'm not, I need ropes. You know, if I'm if I'm going to yeah. climb, I want ropes. I want it to be as safe as possible. And coming here to this place was the best decision to make with the information that we had. And you could see it. He he's not wrong. Uh, he's, I see, he, but I think he is because he was being led by the fact that nobody wanted to be getting their back into their tubes. Yeah, that was part of it, but that was only part of his his decision-making process. I mean, he's looking at, okay, we have a shorter journey. He's looking at this world, you know, we can, and I can totally see this. We go check this world out. It looks like it will work for us. Let's go take a look. And if we, if it doesn't work for us, we, we lost a week or, or two weeks or, or three right. weeks or whatever. And then we just go right back on course and go to where we were going. Yeah. For and seven years. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm looking at that decision and I'm thinking to myself, actually, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. You know, that's probably what I would have chosen to do if I was one of the crew and he's looking to the crew to make, you know, to help him make the choice. I, I probably would have fallen on that side because it's just, we're going to check it out and see. And if it works out, then that's great. Now, how could they have known? You know, that they were going to find a world, you know, with, I don't know what you would call the spores, I guess. Yeah. With these spores and with an insane robot who. Well, even with the, uh, but even with the potential that that life had, that the the planet had, it still didn't have the, it still didn't have like the life and stuff like that, that they knew the other one had that like when she was kept reiterating that to him, that it's like, but this other one. You know, this has been vetted. We mm-hmm. know what's yeah. there. We're certain about it. We know this works. Well, but there was still an element of of uncertainty with the world they were going to. They, yeah, because I mean, they no one had been there. It's all you know these long range um, right. scans and stuff like that. So I, I look at him and I, I think, yeah, I, I could I could see both sides here, and and yeah. I can totally see his side uh, wanting to play it safe and and not wanting to. Um, you know, because the other thing is their ship is damaged, you know, yeah. so to put your faith into going into the cryo chamber to this, we, you were woken up by a, by an accident. Right. You know, that's, that's not good. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I imagine that they were expecting, we'll, we'll get there and either say, oh, this will work or we'll get there and, you know, looks great, but the water's not drinkable and the air, you know, there's just too much, you know, ion in the, in the air or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah. And then we'll just move on our way. And they, they definitely were not expecting their, their lander to be destroyed. Um, right. And, you know, all the things that happened, um, that one, I, well, but I, I can, I can accept the mistake of going to the world 
that they went to. There's other mistakes right. where it's, you're definitely right as far as you know being led by fear and and not doing the right thing because you're scared because the right, right. thing could really hurt you. Yeah, and what, and I think I, and that was another thing I really liked with the script overall was that was that even the irrational decisions made sense. Like I've seen people freak out in situations where they're terrified mm -hmm. and, and they just and they act on that fear and they just, you know, and they would do things like, I mean, it's funny because I have people around me like, it's like, oh, my gosh, like she'd lock her in there. It's like, man, but she's not thinking about locking her in there. She's thinking about locking that thing in there. Yeah. I mean, she's, you know, that's that's what she she's not. I mean, that's she's scared and she just did do it in a couple of seconds. You know, I mean, it's in in. People will do stuff like that when they, when they're terrified, you know. And, it, it, and and then she, what does she do though? She goes and runs and gets a gun because she, okay, right. I'm going to leave her in there with that thing, but I'm not going to just leave it there because right. this is bad. This is really bad. Now, I don't think she expected the thing to crash through the glass, but that right. that is yeah. what ended up happening. The thing was going to be able to get out no matter what. Right. But but who would have expected you know this thing to be birthed out of the guy's spine and then yeah. grow to, you know, what, three feet tall and, and get, just yeah. get that strength so quickly. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I agree though. They're definitely that, that idea of being led by their fear. That's not something I'd thought about, but it really, that's, that's a really deep resounding um, theme in, in this thing. So that's, yeah. Um, Oh, you want to just stick on themes and maybe continue to explore some of that? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't care. I mean, if you want, I mean, if you want to do plot or whatever, but yeah, yeah um, I mean, the, the, the plot serves the themes though. That's the other thing is, yeah. you know, or maybe it's the other way around, but these ideas that are, that are coming out of, I don't know what David is, is thinking for some of this stuff that he's doing, but a yeah. lot of it is just him, you know, exploring and, and learning and, um, He's he's doing it at the cost of everything, you know. He yeah. he doesn't care about life, he cares about creating life. But to get there, yeah. And it, what was what was interesting to me is you know I was sitting there and the guys behind me at the theater, they're having a conversation and I'm I'm listening and I, I'm thinking oh I'm, I should jump in no I'm not going to jump in oh, there's another point <laughs> uh, they finally one guy says so what's what was he doing why was he doing all of this and. And I did jump in there. I was like, he's, he wants children, you know, he wants to create, he wants to procreate. And, right. and when one of the aliens gets killed, Oh yeah. You know, that the one that he's kind of standing there and that alien is just kind of standing at attention almost. And yeah. And he's, he's just talking to it. And then it, um, you know, the, the, you know, second in command who has become the captain just shoots the thing and just kills it, just murders it right in front of, of David's eyes. And, and for yeah. David, it is, it's a murder. And yeah. And that's where for David, he's well, okay, I know what I'm going to do with you. <laughs> and yeah. Um, but that's where you also get into some misplaced faith because right. as much as there's these ideas of being led by your fear, then he puts his faith in David. David says, well, come and I'll show you. Right. Come see this. Yeah. And once you walk through with all those drawings and stuff, oh, man, yeah. man, I wouldn't follow him further into a dungeon. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> I read an article with the actor and uh, the first time they tried to do a take of him walking up to the egg, uh, he, 
he just started laughing because he's trying to do it seriously and trying to, you know, be curious about what's in there, but he knows what's in there. He's right. seen the first movie and he knows what's going to yeah. be happening. And he just started laughing and, uh, and really Scott called cut. It was really angry, but <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, it would, yeah, it would definitely be hard to be serious in that. That's probably the one decision that would be like, like the complaints about Prometheus, like nobody would really do that. Nobody would choose to do that or they would do it in a different way, a more safe way or something like that. And, and, and that's the one is I'm going to follow him here. And he's like, yeah, come take a look at this. It's okay. I mean, he's not expecting a face hugger, but can he really trust David? You know? Yeah. I mean, I, you know what I would, I would almost equate it to, especially with that guy being a, a, a Christian and stuff. Like I've seen, um, I don't know, kind of uh, younger Christians or whatever put themselves in bad situations because mm. um, it, it, like they, I don't, you know, like they think they know everything spiritually or whatever, and and they'll put themselves in various, you know, very difficult, very bad situations, or like even that of like, you know, well like saying, well, I can, you know, go into the pit of hell. I'm a Christian. So God's gonna, you know, protect me. And, and it's like, yeah, but maybe God didn't want you to go there, you know, it's uh-huh. like, like, and just kind of, I don't know, like, I don't know, just being tempted like that, I guess, and being kind of misled. I mean, I don't know. I know, like, I don't know, to me, it's almost kind of like a, I don't know, just some of the mistakes we, we've, we've seen like David and the Bible make and, 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 you know, yeah. Peter or different people that are just, you know, I, I don't know where they just, you know, either follow their flesh or, or their, their little, little too much confidence in themselves or their abilities or whatever. And I just, I don't, like, I almost felt like he felt like since he had the gun, like that there was nothing David could do to him. That might be it. it like, yeah, you know. But because I mean, my my pastor actually just preached on it this 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 morning. He he did a whole sermon about um he's doing a series of, about relationships, and today's sermon was about sexual relationships. Right. And and uh, he he walked through that uh, just how you know like how affairs start and how sexual sin begins. You know where you're, you're saying, well, you know he he divided up into zones. You want to be in the green zone. That's that's what God has created, and that's the the good and and the perfect and pure or whatever. And then you you move out of the green zone into this yellow zone where, um, you know, there's right and there's wrong. But in this yellow zone is where you're trying to get closer to wrong and trying to see how close you can get. And and you know, talking about affairs, you you brought up David, where it's that's the the biggest biblical example. But just in everyday life for modern you know American Christians, where you you, you work with someone and and right. Um, you find an emotional connection with, with someone who's not your wife, who is showing you attention uh, in a completely innocent way, but it begins a connection and, and then you start acting on that. And then it's, it's the whole, I don't know if it actually works or not, but the whole idea of putting the toad in the water and then slowly, you know, turning, right. the, turning the heat up on the water, apparently the frog or the toad is supposed to not notice or whatever. And they just stay in there until they boil alive. And I, I don't know if that actually happens. And I don't know if that's a, experiment that we really want to try to do in real life but yeah um but the concept is there where you don't notice the temperature change until you know it's it's too late you need to be aware of that and i, I yeah and you're i think you're right i think he had the gun I, I think that might have been a big part of it is i've got the gun and i've got the upper hand here but 
Yeah, it didn't yeah. It didn't work that way. So <laughs> I uh what did you think what did you think of the uh of the um, crew being all married couples? That was interesting, but it made sense. Uh, right. you know, it, it totally made sense because of the, the colonization aspect of it. What I right. find even more interesting is they're going there with, you know, they're, they're all couples in the, in the crew. You have 2000 people, presumably, right. you know, couples. I, I don't right. know if they are couples, but I, I'm presuming couples, but then they also have 1000 embryos. Right. And it, so the question is, okay, so they're all going to get there and then they start naturally procreating with each other. Um, right. But then each couple, do they all get an embryo, you know, that is just a, a ready-made child right away. And so you have this infusion of 1000 uh, baby children right uh, right away in this colony and they grow. And then as they grow, you also have then these, these other children who are coming along nine months later, two years later, three years later. Uh, the whole idea is very interesting. And yeah. I, w- I would love to have seen that explored a little bit more. Um, and well, well I, I think the presumption we can make is that we, we, we might, yeah. um, right with the way that it ended. So what would you think about the ending? You know what I, you know what I, I almost just... wanted, but, but I, but I, but I, I, because I mean, it seemed like almost everybody in, in our theater kind of in with how savvy audiences are, it seemed like almost everybody knew that, that he was pretending to be Walter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I almost, I almost wished it was one of the, because it was so obvious and because audiences are so smart, I almost wished it was one of those things, uh, where, where the viewers know what's going on, but the, but the people in the thing don't. So the, like they actually showed David kill Walter and then show him like get dressed up as it. So mm-hmm. we all know it. And we're like yeah. screaming at the screen, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, don't let, but I think it, it probably, uh, for them, it might've led to problems with, um, people just constantly questioning what David's doing. Um, but I think he could have just said, you know, um, you know, where somebody could have said, remember mother's watching or something like that. I think just he could have said, he could have told Walter exactly what he's doing. Right. And yeah, I, I hated that it was a mystery. Like, yeah, I, it wasn't a mystery, you know? And, right. and it, he's a robot. He can cut off his hand. It's not, right. it's not yeah, a problem. Exactly. It's not yeah. a problem at all. And yeah. he's already had a body cut off, you know, or torn away and it had a new body yeah. added on. He's fine. He'll be just fine. But yeah. yeah, I just think that would have made it more interactive even, you know, just with us knowing that and just be like, no, no. And then people just losing their mind when she's the last one, you know, getting in her thing. And it's just like, no, what are you doing? You know, it's just yeah. like, but I don't know. I mean, that, you know, that might, I, I almost wondered if that, if they didn't do a version where they showed some of that stuff or, you know, and that it was just like such a negative ending that the, that the test audiences didn't like it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, cause yeah, I mean, cause that would have been kind of one negative thing after another. Um, and just kind of, I don't know, almost like taking the power away from them fighting back at the alien and everything. And it's like, well, they're screwed either way. You know, it's like, um, but, uh, 
I don't know. Like, I, I do wish, I kind of wish they would have done that, though. I, I think that would have been, uh, well, it would have been fun seeing people sc- scream at the screen. But Yeah, yeah. He, I, and, and sometimes I'm even wondering, okay, should she have even found out? You know? Right. And, you know, the way they did it was good. The, the way they right. did it. And, and I think that that's what they were trying to get build to was that moment where right. she realizes, and he goes ahead and freezes her. Uh, he maybe should have killed her. Yeah. You know, or not frozen her and just maybe locked her up. So she's just suffering for seven years or something like that. Cause once she goes into sleep, it, it won't matter. She'll, you know, seven years later, she'll wake up and remember what happened just when she went to bed. But, um, right. I, I don't know that, that ending didn't ring. It didn't ring true to me, but the, the impulse behind the ending did you know, giving it this kind of cliffhanger, right. but it's, it's a cliffhanger that they don't have to follow up on if they never right. did another movie. Now, if they do another movie, clearly they have to follow up on this. Um, but this, this Prometheus trilogy here that we're getting, uh, which there might be even more movies for it, but uh, it's, it's the David story. It's all about yeah. David. And I'm very curious where they're planning to go with it. And, and, you know, there's a whole lot of just talk about our creator and, you know, the, then there's the whole, um, uh, what do you call it when, you know, they, they're, they planted life on all these planets and yeah, seeded you know, life. And yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, there, there's interesting ideas there. Uh, but at the same time, um, they're, they're flirting with, you know, they're flirting with it enough to say, well, maybe there's a creator behind things, but maybe not. You know, right. they're not really falling down on on one way or the other, but they are definitely looking at creation and they're looking at um, procreation, family and and parent child relationships. And uh, it's it's interesting where they're going. Um, but I, I have no idea where they're going from here. That's that's. I'm, yeah, I just don't know. So. Yeah. And I wonder and in. <laughs> I wonder who engineered the engineers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, once you get into, okay, someone, so, uh, you know, we, where, do, where does God come from? You know, that's, that's the right. question, yeah. you know? And, and yeah. so when, when someone says, okay, so if, if, how does something come out of nothing, you know, and, and looking at the, uh, the naturalist viewpoint or whatever, but, um, how does something come from nothing from the big bang or whatever? And, you know, clearly right. something is here because, you know, I'm sitting at my desk and my desk right. is right here and I'm right here and my chair is right here. And the, you know, this world that I'm sitting on is right here. It came from somewhere, you know, and, and the, the atheists would say, well, you're just kicking, you're just kicking the can down the street a little bit longer and saying that yeah. it came from God, you know, cause then the atheist says, so where did God come from? You know? And, right. and, and the answer for both questions is, you know, well, the matter was always here or God was always here. And, you know, that's, that's, that's not a problem solving question for anyone, you know, right. unless we actually figure out where God came from or where the matter came from that, that would answer some questions there. But, um, right. You know, it's, it's the same here, you know, so if, if man was not created in, in God's image, it was created in the, the engineer's image. Well, whose image are the engineers created in? And yeah. speaking of creating in, in someone's image, um, Again, they, they really put a, a, a fine point on it. Where last time you see the, the engineers and you're, they kind of look like David, you know, Michelangelo's David. And right. I remember talking about that and, and thinking about that. And then here, 
yeah, we'll just put Michelangelo's David on the screen so that people who don't know about it can see it because, right? You know, and and then that's where David gets his name, which is awesome. I I, I did yeah. like that. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. One last thing, and then I'll I'll turn it over to you if you have any other other things that you want to cover before we we shut this down. But um, just. For me, the the other interesting thing about the franchise is like that is figuring out does this fit into the franchise or how well does it fit into the franchise? Because I know people are, you know, they looked at the first, you know, at Prometheus and okay, so all that stuff happens, but it's not LV four twenty eight, I think, or whatever it is, the yeah. planet, the planet where they originally find the aliens, even though it looks like it could have been, um, right? You know, so where we're at here now is David created the perfect organism, and it's the xenomorph as it comes out of a human chest um, and it looks like the xenomorph that comes out of human chest from the first alien movie. And so the question that kind of comes up here is, okay, is this, um, I don't know what they call it, but I think in science they call that parallel evolution or something where you have these uh, two things that, that aren't together, but they end up similar um, you know, like two people inventing the same thing because they see the same problem, but they're nowhere near each other. Or, right. you know, in Star Trek, you have these worlds that, um, you know, have super similar cultures, you know, to the point where they have Nazis or, you know, Roman uh, times. And so is this what we see here is that he just happens to follow the natural progression of what this organism becomes like. And they did this, you know, 2000 years ago when um, that other ship crashed on LV2 or LV428 or whatever it is that because the ship they found there is far older than, uh, you know, the engineer ship that they found then is far older than the events of Prometheus. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's ancient. And so that perfect organism was somehow created back then, but also now by David. And I, I just, I find that, you know, one of those things where is this a plot hole or is it just something that's been really thought through? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It, it's, it, I don't know. It almost reminds me of kind of like, I don't know, just like the genetic engineering of you know, like we, like we, it, like we can't create things like from nothing. Mm-hmm. Like we have to use other things to create them. Like it, and it almost kind of, I don't know, reminds me of that where it's like, I don't know, he's trying to be like God, but yet he, he can't create something from nothing. He has to use other things. So he's, I don't know, not as great as he thinks he is or whatever. <laughs> well, and, and the other things he's using are things that were used before. Right. You know, and so maybe that's just what it comes down to is that that virus thing that, right. what, you know, that they created in the canisters from way, you know, long, long ago, um, that stuff, the natural way for that to progress is that it becomes the face hugger eggs. And and once you get to the face hugger egg stage of development, it's going to become, you know, the, the xenomorph as we know it. So you take that face hugger, mix it with a human, you're going to get the xenomorph that we, that we know. Because, Yeah. yeah, because the earlier xenomorphs in this movie aren't aren't that design. There's something different, and right. they're from the ear 
penetration in the nose uh penetration right. in there um, yeah the, and and they're they're white and you know right you, you talked about that um the creature you know the baby creature from resurrection well yeah there's there's a, an element of the design here that's a little bit reminiscent of the coloring and the the shape yeah definitely i love the no mouth on this thing on on those yeah and the way that there's just this solid layer of skin that all of a sudden opens up that's yeah. that's creepy that's that's really creepy <laughs> more nightmares yep yep so far i haven't but we'll see <laughs> we will see And that's where I lost the transmission. And so from here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say what I would have asked him, which is, hey, where can people find you online? Actually, I was going to ask him, do you have anything more to add? But um, uh, before we shut down the podcast, but he he couldn't. <laughs> so uh, he then accused me on Facebook after I asked him, what can I where what what what, what website do you want me to give? <laughs> he said, you nuded me. Um I didn't, I wasn't killing him off, you know, but, uh, he said that basically the, the best place to find him is on, uh, Facebook, which is, uh, facebook.com slash JS dot Earls dot writer. That's J S the letters dot Earls dot writer. But then there's also a, a Facebook group that he started. That is a pretty cool group called unlimited God Christians with disabilities. And that's a group. It's a closed group. I believe that's a group you have to ask permission to get into. But um, that's a, a group that he posts a lot of encouraging words on. And, uh, and there's some interesting discussion that comes out of that as well. So just wanted to, to let you know about those two things. And with all that said, I, I want to just say, hey, thank you for listening. And I hope you had fun listening. If you like these movies, let us know what you thought about them. Um and some of the things coming up this summer, obviously, we got Wonder Woman as far as movies go. We're eventually going to get to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We've got a feedback episode coming up. And then also, you know, with all these cool summer movies, um, we're also looking back. We're looking back in time. We're going to be uh, going to a, on another retro movie mission. Uh, this one being Crawl, which will be... Evan's first experience with it. So we'll see if he can handle it, if he likes it, or if it's going to make him want to pull his hair out uh, with salad tongs. I, I just don't know where we're going to go with that one. So I'm really curious because he surprises me with things that he likes. And so I'm expecting him to like something and he doesn't. Then I expect him not to like something and he does. Um, you know, there's certain things I can just get that, you know, through my conversations with him, I know him about. But uh, Crawl, I think, is one of those where I'm just not sure. But I'm very excited to talk about it with him. So all that said, again, just thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a, a blessed week and Godspeed. Thanks for listening to the Strangers and Aliens summer movie series. You can email us at podcast.strangersandaliens.com or leave us a voicemail at 1-804-37-ALIEN. That's 1-804-372-5436. We'd love to hear from you. 
You can also go to our website, strangersandaliens.com, leave a comment on the blog, or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. We're also on Twitter, Strange and Alien. Check us out. <laughs>